you and of course brother and sister Bryant were here they uh, helped us so much and uh, some of you got to to meet them but um, but here we are worshiping the Lord and I will tell you this I um, I have felt just such an overwhelming presence of the Lord I you know I, I have the opportunity to, to travel and to minister in lots of places around North America and just once in a while, there's just a connection, uh, and you just feel at home. Just you just feel that you really can worship the Lord. I feel that here today, and I, I feel like the Lord is just wanting to do something special today. And um, so, if you will just let the Lord touch you, as Ryan said, and maybe step out, and just believe God. Sometimes we we have a little trouble believing God because we don't believe in ourselves, but God is bigger than any of us. He's so awesome and so good. And we are very, very excited to be here, very happy for what God is doing in Christ Center Church. So it's been, uh, I guess, uh, a little over a year since I was here, and I see new faces, and I see growth, and I'm just so excited. And I, I believe that there's a great future for the church and a great future for you and for your family. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be reading today from the book of John, chapter 3, and verse 8, and just while you're finding that, I uh, would just like to greet you on behalf of North American Missions, the United Pentecostal Church. I um, have the privilege of working there, and um, your pastor is the North American Missions Director for uh, the North Central Jersey District, and also has been involved on several committees. Uh, you know, that it's like, yeah, he's on this board, but now he's so good, we gotta bring him in on the inner circle. And we gotta get his ideas on some things. And so, he's been very involved, and, uh, we just appreciate his ministry and, uh, what the Lord is doing through him. Praise God. If you follow this, this man and woman of God, God will honor you and bless you. Amen. Everybody needs to be accountable to someone in your life, and God has placed them here, called them here, and He's got you here to help shoulder the burden and, sh- and, and to help uh, build this church. Everybody is valuable Amen. in this room today. Amen. Praise the Lord. My, my. I could just go on. But let's go to the Word of the Lord. John chapter 3 and verse number 8. The wind blows where it wishes. I think I'm reading from the New New King James Version, but here we have it. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. My version says you can't cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Amen. And so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't you just set your Bibles down, lift your hands right now, and let's just ask the Lord to let the Word speak to our hearts today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you right now, God, that the Word of God would go forth, Lord, and it would bring fruit into someone's life today, God, that you would minister to someone today in the name of Jesus. Have your way in this place, O oh God. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come into this house today, Lord, and minister in a powerful way, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for every song, for every young person, for every part of this service today that has happened to this point. And I pray today, Lord, that you would just... At this moment, Lord, begin to let the Word, God, the Word saves, the Word refreshes, the Word, Lord, can minister here today and and let it have its way. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Everyone said, in Jesus' name, name. amen. Give your neighbor a fist bump and then you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On July the 26th, 1943, in the middle of World War II, Los Angeles was attacked, not by a foreign enemy, but a domestic one. We call it smog. Smog comes from the combination of the words smoke and fog. And the Los Angeles Times reported that there was this great uh, pall of smoke and fumes that descended on downtown L.A., cutting visibility to three blocks, and it struck in the middle of an intense heat wave, and so many people thought that it was a, a gas attack, a poisonous gas attack that the Japanese had launched on the city because there was a big threat of that during that time, but that was proven wrong. That, that summer's supposed gas attack was actually the opening shot in another war on smog, which has been waged now for more than a half a century. Los Angeles suffered uh, from this condition well before World War II, but it kind of came to a head in that uh, time frame because prior to World War II, there was the Industrial Revolution that uh, was coming around, and there were a lot of factories and a lot of uh, uh, making and manufacturing a lot of things in the city. And so the smoke and the fumes uh, just began to get so thick that um, actually in one time in 1903, residents mistook it for an eclipse of the sun. And so you had all of these uh, factories, and all the factories had smokestacks everywhere. And if you've ever uh, been into L.A., I, I think I've flown in there once or twice now, and when you come in, you see mountains all around Los Angeles on the east and, and on the west, and Los Angeles is just sort of in a valley and uh, the only other thing to the west is the Pacific Ocean. And so uh, what happens is the, this, uh, the, the, the smog just kind of gets trapped uh, in between those mountains. And so the uh, Industrial Revolution kind of led up to this, a lot of air pollution. And because of all the air pollution, since World War II, there has been a whole a lot of things that... They have done to uh, try to, to, to work on it. Uh, catalytic converters, uh, emissions testing. I don't know about you, but I hate to have to go run my car through the emissions testing so I can get the tags, you know, and all of this stuff. You know why we have to do that is because of uh, the, uh, the emissions that your car uh, is sort of a byproduct of an engine. Uh, and and we, we have methanol. We have hybrid vehicles now, and now we have... Uh, all electric cars and uh, you know there's a lot of talk about the ozone and methane and and since then there have been all kinds of laws regulating everything that comes out of a tailpipe or a smokestack and so I began to think about that and I realized that both tailpipes and smokestacks are the thing that these these emissions 
come from, and they're both the back ends of something. Smokestack being the back end of a factory, the tailpipe being the back end of a car. And what happens is this is where the energy that is uh, generated from the process, from the automotive process or from the manufacturing uh, process, uh, that is where the uh, the energy is released. It's the, the, the byproduct, if you will, of the process is, is released into the air. Where the harmful or, uh, they tell us, not so harmful, I don't know what to believe. But anyway, you see these smokestacks and you see all the, uh, the fumes that are that are released and and I don't want to be you know completely comical or completely rude here today but you know God kind of made people like factories man there's there's a whole lot of activity in our life there's a whole lot of um, a whole lot of things that we generate and there's things that we do there's things that we uh, accumulate and and as we go through our lives there's things that we our actions generate, but there's always a backside of that action. There's always consequences to the things that we do in our life. There's there's always some things that are emitted, if you will, from us, from the choices that we make and from the things that we do in our life. The Bible says in Revelations 9, it, it describes these scorpions that... Uh, represent the sin in the world. And it says that the sting is in the tail. And that's kind of the way that cars and factories and humans work. We produce a whole lot of activity, but there's got to be a consequence. And any of you moms that's ever raised some babies, you're thinking, yeah, I have to change that consequence all the time. Now, there's that part. But there is the part of human activity. My point is today that we can have a whole lot of fun in our life, what is short-term fun. We can have a whole lot of activity, and, mo- and, and we're all born with a nature that just tends to uh, go where it wants to go and do what it wants to do. And, and we get caught up in a life sometimes of, of consequences on the back end of, our, of the party, after the party, after all the fun has been had, there's some, there's some uh, consequences that come from that. And in the end, the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. There comes a whole lot of smog after we produce uh, choices in our lives. Confusion, guilt, condemnation. After the party. See, that's the thing sin will do. It'll show you to the party, but it'll leave it to you to you to find your way home and to figure your way out after the fact. Amen. And so sin may be fun for a while, but eventually there will be a smog that will settle on our lives that will block out, if you will, the sun, S-O-N. And so in Los Angeles, they have this smog problem. And I'm liking it unto our lives today. But here's the interesting thing. They say that the only thing that really helps clear the smog out of the way is when there's a storm that brews out in the Pacific Ocean. And there is a wind that blows in from somewhere else. They say that the only thing that can really clear the smog is when there's a wind from another source. 
Now in our scripture, you find Jesus talking with, with, uh, with Nicodemus and he says, the wind bloweth where it, 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 it wishes, where it listeth. Where, and you hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell where it comes and you can't tell where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Jesus is referring to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He talks about being born again. And that word spirit literally means breath or wind. So that the Holy Ghost could literally be called the wind or the breath of God. In verse 8, Jesus compares the working of the Spirit to the moving of the wind. One of the symbols in the Word of God of the Spirit of God is the wind. Genesis 1 and 2, the Spirit of God moved on the face of the water. Psalms 33 and 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. 2 Samuel 5 and 24, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the top of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself. Acts 2 and 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. The new birth is not the end of what God has for us, but it is the very beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. Many people have a one-time experience with God, but nothing more. The great writer H.G. Wells described the condition of many people in his book, and he said, the mind is at the end of its tether. He said, man is played out. The world is jaded and devoid of recuperative power. That kind of describes us sometimes when we face with the consequences of our activity and our actions and our choices. We get, as H.G. Wells says, played out, worn out, pushed down, overcome, and just at a point in life where we need a refreshing we need some change. We've got a smog that has settled over our spirit. Amen. And that is the point in our life when we need a fresh breeze of the Holy Ghost. The wind of the Spirit of God is really the only thing that can truly blow the smog of sin, the smog of confusion and guilt and problems out of our life. We need the Holy Ghost. We need a continual Walk with the Spirit of God. We need a refreshing. Amen. This church is here today because there's a spirit that you feel when you come in this place. Amen. If you if you walked in here and you just felt all stale and and you didn't feel anything, there was nothing. There would be you know you know how it is when you walk into a stale basement or an old closet where there's old clothes or books. It's just got that got a musty smell. Sometimes we need a fresh breeze. And when I walked in here today, I felt the freshness in this house. I felt the spirit of the Holy Ghost that was blowing. And I believe it's going to blow into someone's life today and bring clarity and bring a freshness in your life today. Amen. The breath of God in the the original word is called the pneuma or the wind of the spirit. That's why when you get pneumonia, it's a disease that affects your breathing, your lungs. It's the breath of God. It's the wind of the Spirit. So I begin to think about what does wind, uh, you know, 
Who creates wind? How does it happen? And it's interesting because wind is a product of imbalance in atmospheric conditions. you got a low-pressure area that invites the wind that's flowing from a high-pressure area. So wind is just air in motion. And what happens is the wind from the high-pressure area blows to the low-pressure area. It's like a void, and it just is the way that God created it. The high pressure always flows into the to the low. And we know that nobody can dictate the wind. We know that it's impossible to exactly predict the weather, but we can get a pretty good picture of it. How many, some of you may have got up this morning and looked at your weather out to see if you needed a coat. Let me tell you, you need a coat. My goodness, it's cold up here. Whew. So they can't exactly predict, but they can say the wind is blowing from the southwest at five miles an hour. And, and, and they can predict. And you know why they can predict it? Because they know where the low is located. And so they know that if there's a low condition, then the high condition is going to move into that. Can I tell you this morning that sometimes in our lives, it, it takes a low condition for us to be willing to receive the high wind of the Spirit. Amen. And when we get to that place in our lives where there's confusion, smog hanging over our minds and our spirits, and we're trapped in this cycle, and we're at our lowest, and we think, man, I'm, I've had a rough week, I've had a rough last few days, and I, I'm low, I'm depressed, I've been fighting some stuff. I want to tell you today, the only thing that can really help you, the only thing that can blow that out of your mind, is the wind of the Holy Ghost. And I want to further say that wind is in this house today. The wind can blow away depression. It can blow fear out of our hearts. It can cleanse the vilest sinner. It can wash us. It can heal our mind. It can transform our attitude. Praise God. It will put a smile on our face. And it will put a pep in our step. Amen. You can't get that with any kind of program or any kind of catechism. But you can get it when you get to the house of God. And we begin to worship the Lord. And you begin to throw up your hands. I'm telling you, God is attracted to the lowness in your life. Whatever you came to the house of God with today, whatever low condition you're in, God is attracted to that. God is coming to you today. You are not going to leave the same way you came today. Because of the wind. Why don't you take your hands and just wave it right now. You almost just feel the wind of the Spirit. Hallelujah. That's flowing in this house today. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. The wind is a transforming force. It plays a big role in the transformation of the landscape. Wind has been known to move seeds and sand from one continent to another. There's a thing called wind erosion. That constant blowing of the wind that picks up dirt and, and rock and, and, and trash and whatever. And over a process of time, it will slowly transform the whole landscape. And that's the beauty of the Spirit. Because no matter how good we try to get, we're still a long way from where God wants us to be. 
He's constantly working on us. And how he does that is that erosion through his spirit that blows into our life. That, that's slowly transforming us into what he wants us to be. Galatians 4.19 says, until Christ be formed in us. Ephesians 4 and 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. I'm not there yet. But there's a wind that's pushing me toward that. Amen. There's a wind that's pushing me to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We need that wind that will blow some debris out of our life. That will blow some trash out of our mind. That will that'll blow some stuff that we don't need in our spirits. Amen. That will blow and rearrange things to suit Him. Amen. I know it's hard to imagine on a day like today. But in a few months, you know, it's going to be nice outside. And you're going to be getting that car and you're going to come to church and, and you're going to, you know, it's going to be just perfect temperature outside. And you've been have gone all through all these cold days like we're having today. And you're going to say, honey, I'm going to roll the window down. Of course, now we hit the button. My grandson got in the car. My brother has an old classic car. And my grandson, he's about eight years old, he got in the car, and he saw this thing. And he said, is that, I've never seen one of those. I thought, man, I'm getting old. But you get in the car, and you roll, you push the button, you roll the window down, because you want a fresh breeze. But then your wife says, honey, I got my hair all fixed, and you're going to have to roll that up. Amen. There are times in our lives when we just need to roll the window down. We just need to shut off everything else and get off of Facebook and get off of everything else and just get a hold of God and let that breeze, just, just let it flow and, and just sense that, that fresh scent and that fresh breeze of the Spirit. I feel like that's what we feel here this morning. There's a freshness. Can you feel it today? There's a, there's a wind that is blowing in this place and I feel like we just need to let it blow. And that's our problem. Sometimes we, in our spirits, say, well, I've got everything set. I don't want that. I don't want to roll the window down because i got things like, oh, I like it. i got everything fixed. I'm all set. I'm, I'm ready. If I roll that window down, it's going to mess me up. But when it comes to the things of God, we need to roll the window down. Take, let the top back if it'll go. And just let the wind of the Spirit, just engulf ourselves and let Him work and move and rearrange things in our life that will suit Him. Amen? Amen. The wind is also an empowering force. That's why they have windmills. And uh, these, uh, you know, they can generate electricity. Modern wind farms. I see them now in a few places, you know, out, especially in the Midwest. You see these huge uh, windmills. And they're uh, just... Basically transforming the energy, uh, the wind, into uh, energy. And uh, they say that modern wind farms can generate roughly the same amount of electrical power as a nuclear power plant. For centuries, we've used the power of the wind in sailing ships to uh, move boats across the seas and so forth. But the wind of the Spirit can empower us to live for God, to walk for God. Amen. And to do the thing that God wants us to do. Because we struggle in ourselves. We need a little breeze. We need a little help. We need a little 
spirit that blows into our sail and that's what the wind does in our life you just you know you just you can you try to move furniture by yourself and that's tough you know but you get some help and you get those little uh, wheelies that you put under the couch and or, or those little things that you can slide that's what the spirit does it helps us to overcome our flesh it helps us to have power to overcome satan in our life it's an empowering Force. Jesus told His disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. That's what you're doing here at Christ Center Church. Amen. Here in New Jersey. Uh, but Jesus also told them, before you go, you got to first be filled with the Spirit. He told them, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait until you be endued from ha- from, with power from on high. Amen. And He sent the Spirit into that upper room to empower them. For service. They couldn't even go and do the work of God until they had the power from God. A lot of people today trying to do God's work, trying to have church without the wind of the Spirit, without the power of God. This, the only thing that gives life to the church, the only thing that gives power to the church is the wind of the Spirit. You show me a body without breath and I'll show you a corpse. You show me a church without the wind and the breath of God, I'll show you a corpse. I'll show you a dead church. But you show me a church like I'm in here today that I feel the wind and the breeze of the Spirit. And God is breathing life into this house. And I'll show you a people that believe God can do anything. That believe God can touch my spouse. God can touch my children. God can give me a better job. God can bless me. God can do what He wants to do in my life because of the power. You can't do anything without the power. You can't even turn the lights on in here without the power. A lot of people trying to have church without the power. Amen. you got to pay the light bill in the prayer room. you gotta, you got to ask the Lord, God, help us. Give us the power. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the wind of the Spirit. It is not a Pentecostal thing, a charismatic thing, a Catholic thing. It's a church thing. It's what makes the church go. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You don't just show up here. Pastor, Sister White didn't just show up here and been... Uh, open up this thing and and this this building here. God moved in a great way to to give him the building. But uh, you know he showed up and he found out batteries not included. <laughs> there has to be some power, amen. Otherwise, we think we could do that. We think we could just do it ourselves. But we need the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to have church without the move of God. I don't want to have dead, dry church. I, I don't want. I ain't got time for that. I, I want to have church. I want to feel the wind. I want to be like when the windows are down in the car, Amen. And I can feel it. I can sense it. It changes me, Amen. Praise God. We need to be powered by the Spirit. Now, let me just say this: If you're struggling today. And you've been having a tough time making some right choices, having a hard time. You, you, you know, everything in you wants to tuck tail and run, and you've just been having a struggle, and, and you've just you've just been fighting some stuff. Let me just tell you today, the wind of the spirit is blowing in this house today. 
Amen. The wind of the Spirit is here. His power is here. His anointing is here. He's going to help somebody here today. Listen to what I'm telling you. He's going to help you today. He's going to help you today if you will just understand that you need Him. You can't do it by yourself. You've got to have the help of the Lord in your life. That's where you get the power. And then lastly, the wind is a destructive force as well. There's sometimes when you need a little gentle breeze. And then there's sometimes when the Lord needs to drive some things out of our life. These hurricanes and tornadoes that come through, these force winds are a destructive force that can actually cause smaller objects to penetrate and break up other larger objects that seems to be impossible. There was an official report given after one tornado in Arkansas. It said this, long and heavy timbers are driven into considerable depths up to nine feet in the solid earth. Timbers are driven through the side of buildings. Sand and gravel are driven into wood. Human beings and animals actually are run through with splinters and timber. Straws, bits of glass, and pieces of metal are driven into wood. The strongest trees are uprooted or twisted near, uh, twisted off near the roots. Railroad trains thrown from tracks. Iron bridges have been dismantled. Heavy boulders that weigh tons have been displaced. Even railroad engines have been lifted off the tracks. You've all seen pictures of devastation from hurricanes and all of that that uh, these winds leave behind. And there are times when the Lord needs to blow with some force to demolish some strongholds in our life. Amen. Because sometimes we don't get the message until, until we really come up against something. And we realize, God, I, there is no way out of this for me. I've got a stronghold. I've got this addiction. I've got this problem that I cannot overcome. And it takes the not just a breeze, but it takes a wind with force and with power to blow through. Amen. Acts chapter 4 verse 29 through 33. Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thy hand to heal. That with signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they all spake the word with boldness. Not with timidity, but with boldness. There is a time for uh, grace and compassion. But there's another time to stand and take a stand and, and to be bold in our faith. And the Jude said, uh, with, with some compassion, but with others snatching out of the fire. Amen. And with great power, the Bible says, He gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. These are they that turned the world upside down. You don't turn the world upside down with just a little breeze all the time. you got to have a walk with God that when you need it, He can blow into your life. Blow away the enemies and the strongholds. you got to get a hold of that by walking with God consistently. 
Amen. You got to get a hold of that by every time the church is open, I'm going to be there. Every time it's time to worship, I'm going to have my hands in the air. When it's altar time, I'm coming. I'm going to pray for somebody. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to serve. Amen. You begin to build the generating power of the Holy Ghost. It's like you're just uh, enlarging the windmill in your life. Enlarging the sail that catches the wind in your life. You can't do nothing with, uh, without the wind, but you can build a bigger sail. You can build a bigger windmill to catch the power of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the Spirit has to propel us through the obstacles that the enemy has laid in front of us. Second Samuel 22 verse 30. For by thee I have run through a troop. And by my God have I leaped over a wall. You just can't do that in your flesh. And even with just a little walking with God on the edges, you've got to be all in. Everybody say, I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't want to just dabble around the edges, God. I want to jump into the middle. I want to go to the deep end of the pool. I may have started on the shallow end, but I want to go to the deep. I want to feel the breeze that messes up my hair. Amen. I want to feel the breeze that changes my attitude. I want to feel the breeze that touches me deep in my soul. Amen. The power of the wind. Praise God. Because there are things in our life that happen because of our activity. Just like a factory, just like a car, there are consequences in our life. And the Lord is so wonderful to forgive us. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. To forgive us. Aren't you thankful for that today? We serve a loving God that loves you no matter what you have done. I'm thankful for that. And there is forgiveness. But there is a smog sometimes that hangs out. That's what we call consequences. That's what came out of the factory. That's what came out of the mess of my life. I know God's forgiven me. I know He loves me. But I I got some consequences to deal with. I got some stuff that weighs in my mind. I've got some family situations. I've got some fears. I've got some things that keep me awake at night. I've got some stuff in my life and it's hanging over me. The only thing that can blow that out is just like the smog in Los Angeles. It's a wind from another source. It's a wind from somewhere else. Jesus said, the wind bloweth where it listeth. And you can hear it, but you don't know where it's coming from. Amen. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Stand with me this morning. I'm coming to a close with one scripture here today. I'm not going to preach very long. I don't know how long I've preached. Maybe I've done gone too long. I don't know. Praise God. Because I feel the Lord wants to do something today. Now I could preach on. I I got a lot more notes. But I feel like the Lord wants to touch someone today. Let me read this scripture to you. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1. I'm going to read several verses here. Ezekiel 37 and 1. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and sent me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. 
caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. That's a pretty smart answer. Sometimes we, if we're really honest with ourselves, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, God can do anything. Except when we're in the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel said, Well, God, you know. You know. Let me tell you something. God does know. He knows more than we know. That's what makes Him God. And that's what makes us us. He knows how to take care of the situation. He knows what it's going to do in your life. He knows the long-term effect of what you're thinking about and doing right now. He knows how to deliver you. He knows. Everybody say, He knows. knows. Ezekiel said, O Lord God, Thou knowest. And again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath, breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Here it is again. The breath of the Lord, the wind of the Spirit. In the beginning, God breathed. Into Adam and life came. In the upper room there was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind that filled the house. Amen. And the Bible says here, prophesy, say unto them. And he did. And the Lord said, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. That's what God did in the beginning. He created a self-perpetuating organism in mankind. He's telling Ezekiel here, I'm going to, you're in a dead, barren situation right now. But I'm going to cause flesh to come upon you. I'm going to cover you with skin and put breath in you. And that breath is going to have a way to continue. That's what the Lord does when He when, when He touches you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, He causes you to be an, a, a creature that can overcome, that can not just overcome the one thing, but overcome time and time again. Yes, yes. You can live in this. Yes. It's not just something temporary. Right. When God brought these dry bones back, they were back. Amen. And the Bible says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and there was a noise. Everybody say a noise. noise. Don't nobody want no quiet church. Amen. Behold a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. That said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceeding great 
army. Hallelujah. I came today to just tell somebody, amen, that you may feel like you came to God's house today worried, troubled, barren, dead, but I'm telling you the breath of the Lord is covering you today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you God is going to cause you to stand up on your feet. He will cause bone to come back to bone and and all of that to come together. God's going to put things together for you. It's going to happen through the wind of the Spirit. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. Prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of the graves and shall, everybody say shall, put my spirit in you and ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Why don't you lift your hands right now and just say, Lord, blow into my life. Cause the dead bones to be put back together. Cause, Lord, me to be a a creature that can move in the Spirit and flow, Lord, and continue in the ways of God. The only thing that can clear the smoke surrounding your mind, surrounding your life, is a wind from heaven today. Let the wind blow today. Let it blow through the valley of dry bones in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want the musicians to come. I want us to get ready to pray right now. Because here's what's going to happen. I feel like the Lord can give somebody the Holy Ghost here today. Praise God. Amen. The Bible flows. It blows where it will. It blows where you can't tell it. But you can hear it, the Bible says. Amen. Amen. You can't tell where it's blowing, but you can hear it. It sounds come from heaven. It's a heavenly language. Speaking in other tongues is the sound that came from heaven on the day of Pentecost when they received the gift of the Spirit. And it's the same sound that will come out of you. Listen, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like when you get real thirsty. Somebody here today is real thirsty. And you take a good big drink of water. And you just feel it being so refreshing. And it goes down into your, into your innermost being. And it goes down. And it's just always, almost like a refreshing comes out. And it just comes out. And, and if you'll just let that out through your voice, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost here today. Hallelujah. Somebody needs a fresh breeze in your life today. Somebody needs the Holy Ghost here today. It's real. It's for you. The devil is a liar. I don't care how long you've been seeking. I don't care if you've never even heard about it. The Holy Spirit is here for you today. It will empower you. It will transform you. It will bring you into His presence. Why don't you lift your hand right now? And why don't you just thank the Lord that He loves you enough to give you an opportunity to just get out into the breeze of the Spirit. Why don't you feel Him right now? Let your voice just begin to praise the Lord. If you've been struggling, if you've been fighting a battle, why don't you praise Him right now? Good things come through praise. The Holy Ghost comes through praise. The power of God comes through praise. Hallelujah. 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 
Praise God. Why don't you reach over and pray with somebody right now? Let's just obey the Holy Ghost right now. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about a camera. You just right now begin to feel after the Spirit of God and sense the power of God. Let Him touch you right now. Let Him fill you anew and afresh in the name of Jesus. Let Him just blow into your life right now. Let Him refresh your spirit. Let Him blow away a bad attitude. Blow away a stinking, sorry attitude and just let Him refresh you and fill you with power and hope and glory in the name of Jesus. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your only presence. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is the air. Yes, yes, yes. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. 